Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast, future podcasts, should not be considered financial advice. Thank you. All right, uh, just kicking off into earnings. Uh, before open on Tuesday, there is Best Buy and Big Lots, uh, as well as Baidu. Uh, after uh, close on Tuesday, there is CrowdStrike and Hewlett Packard, as well as HP and Chewy. Before open on Wednesday, there's Express. After close on Wednesday, it's MongoDB and Okta, as well as Five Below. Uh, before open on Thursday, there's Campbell's. After close on Thursday, there's Broadcom, Lululemon, PagerDuty, Smartsheet, Tilly's, and HashiCorp, and then nothing on Friday. This is a friendly reminder that on Monday, September 5th, it is Labor Day and the stock market will be closed, but we will continue trading the day after that. Just talking about earnings, um, the first one in particular that I'll just be like glancing at uh, is Best Buy. Best Buy lowered its guidance last quarter, so it'll be interesting to see if they beat their lowered guidance this quarter. Um, and it'll also be interesting to see if they guide lower again. Uh, Best Buy right now is at a 8.22 P&E ratio, which is pretty good. Um, I'd say that's even still kind of low for a retail store, um, primarily because I'm just so used to seeing Walmart and Target. Like for example, Walmart stock is at 26 P&E ratio, Target stock, is at 18.24. Something else to note, um, Best Buy also has a 4.75% dividend yield, so that's pretty cool. Though, I can't say that I shop at Best Buy often. I do shop at Target often with the girlfriend, but like, I, I rarely go into Best Buy. I go into Best Buy for, what did I go in there for lately? Like basically only when I move. Like for example, I bought a TV, a vacuum, and I've bought in my girlfriend like two gifts, like the Dyson uh, hair curler, the, uh, and then the Dyson uh, hair straightener. Like Dyson's like been on that come up with like uh, beauty and whatever. But anyway, I go to Best Buy for my big ticket items. I don't go there often. Maybe some other people do, and if you do, Maybe it's a good stock to like get yourself invested in. I think right now, uh, more than ever, it's important to be investing to companies that you genuinely like use. Right now, as the market is going down faster and faster, or when things get spookier and spookier, um, it'll be really, really hard to know what's a meme stock, what's hype, and what's news. So. A lot of ways to just block out that noise is just invest into things that you personally use because you use the things that you use for a reason. Whether if that's um, you think it's the best of the best or you think it was worth the value, maybe it's cheaper than another famous product, but you think like, hey, because it targets me, then this is more popular. I invest in this for this X, Y, and Z reason. Who knows? One of the best tips, again, just invest in what you use and it can hardly go wrong, especially if you're on top of your other, um, uh, say, like uh, your other strategies or your other risk management strategies where you're never going all in and all that boring stuff. Something I did not note 
uh, when I was going over the uh, earnings chart here. There are a lot of Chinese companies reporting this week, um, more than usual, I think, or I mean, at least to me, because I don't keep tabs on them that often. Um, China right now is not going through like the best economic climate. And so if you are invested into Chinese stocks or if you are thinking about investing into Chinese stocks, I think a tip I have for you is to just look and have your own interpretation of what the Chinese news is because um, it doesn't look good from like a Western perspective, but I don't know how much of what I watch is like Western propaganda. It's like, oh, we're doing so much better than China. Oh, look how strong we are. Or it's maybe it's um, some other companies that don't, or not companies, but some other news outlets that don't like uh, China are putting them into in a bad light. I don't know. But uh, if I were to invest into Chinese uh, companies, I would definitely be up to date what's, with what's going on in China right now. Moving on, um, some earnings that also just like uh, stick out to me is CrowdStrike. They're like a cybersecurity company. Typically, they're like integrated with like your company's IT team. They make sure that your computer is safe. If it gets stolen, all the data can get wiped on the laptop. Um, all that, all that uh, security stuff. Chewy, because Ryan Cohen um, is just in the news all the time, just seeing how his uh, his other baby is doing. Um, MongoDB is particularly interesting, and then Okta is also interesting. Okta provides like an authentication layer for a lot of businesses for you to be able to sign on and then know that your information is safe with Okta, as opposed to say like a company that doesn't you know value security um okta is like a pretty good indicator of you know how businesses are scaling because okta basically scales with however many businesses are scaling up like they'll make more money if they um have to have more seats available for a company uh you know it's all about um seat usage um tenant count um, tenant is not just another word for basically an environment for where a company does its work out of for the authentication layer for Okta. Oh, I didn't mean to get that nerdy with Okta. Anyway, um, yeah, Okta is interesting. MongoDB will be interesting. And I always talk about Lululemon, uh, so I'll just be watching that as well. Um, Broadcom should be Broadcom. Yeah, it is a semiconductor company. I always, I always get it mixed up. I always, I always get it confused uh, with Qualcomm too. If, what is Qualcomm? Qualcomm, is it a semiconductor company? Uh, yeah. Well, Qualcomm and Broadcom. Anyway, yeah. So these, uh, or not these two, but Broadcom is reporting on um, Thursday, which I'll definitely be looking at as well. Speaking of semiconductors, uh, NVIDIA reported this week and they did not report well. Um, they reported on Wednesday uh, and then the stock and really the entire market went up on uh, Thursday and then uh, on Friday, this last Friday, uh, we had f uh, f the Fed's speech um, or Jay Powell's speech uh, that sent the market flying down. Uh, we'll get into that just a little bit later. But right now, um, 
my mind or my thoughts around NVIDIA is that it's not in such a great spot where I feel as confident as I did maybe like a few months ago. Not even just in 2020 and in 2021, but like a few months ago, I still felt like pretty good about NVIDIA. I was just really invested into AMD at the time, so didn't really play NVIDIA all that much. Um, but their report is pretty bad. Um, their gaming sector being down 30% and then them having used that as like the excuse for why their graphics card sales are down makes kind of sense, but not so much sense. There's the crypto winter that's definitely influencing the graphics card market where um, you're less incentivized to really like go out of your way to buy graphics cards if the crypto market is weak. You don't want to be mining and using electricity um, when the crypto market's not doing so hot, or at least you're less likely to. Um, Ethereum is also changing its proof of work to proof of stake. Um, like that's like really, really soon. Uh, and I can see like a huge surplus of like used 3080s that were just used to mine, um, like show up on the market, um, like on eBay or something. But that's TBD. Um, yeah, NVIDIA data center sales went up. Um, so that's a good thing, um, similar to AMD. Uh, but the fact that NVIDIA is now turning the corner on like missing earnings per share and revenue expectations, uh, it doesn't seem good. However, this is these are the times where the stock market surprises me the most, right? Like, um, it's typically when I'm feeling as bearish as I am with a company that I really like that it starts doing some really crazy stuff. NVIDIA still has the, um, the stock buyback program that's on, so it'll definitely be picking up shares on the way down. Uh, I looked online, there's no like up-to-date information on um, when you can see a company buys back its stock. Typically, it's only reported in the financial um, investment section for their um, their reports. But uh, yeah, I'd imagine it, as the stock is going down, it had a 9.23% down day uh, this last Friday. I can imagine on the way down, um, they'll be buying some of their stock back. And in other news uh, or related, um, the Dow went down 1,000 points on Friday um, because uh, Jerome Powell pledged that the central bank will use their tools forcefully to uh, combat inflation uh, and that inflation is still running near its highest level um, in more than 40 years. The last CPI report showed that uh, inflation could be peaking, but Powell just reaffirmed that um, the Fed will not be like swayed by a month or two of data. So the market was kind of expecting Powell to maybe say some like particularly slightly bullish things that they could be um, thinking about like lessening rates or having some rate cuts happen. But Powell definitely went in there and spoke and definitely said that they plan on keeping rates high for some time. Um, 
it's cool and it's great to hear that you know inflation is something that um, he's prioritizing in my point of view it sucks that I lost money it sucks that we lost money but really and I mean I mean this from like I mean this from like the bottom of my gut if we don't handle inflation well your money and my money doesn't mean anything right like it doesn't matter how much you save if for whatever reason this like inflation stuff gets way too out of control um, it's good to hear that they're willing to slow growth and maybe the market you know starts to correct more and more um, I don't know we don't know but it's good to know that it's in the forefront and it's not just something in passing and with that news um, I also sold out of everything uh, I officially am a hundred percent cash right now uh, going into next week and a lot of it is just me being happy with uh, my position right now of where I am in regards to um, comparing myself to like QQQ as I'm a very tech heavy investor so I count my wins comparing myself to QQQ basically um, I'm down 8.6% uh, and to be like uh, a little bit more like clear I'm down 17k on a 197k portfolio um, and uh, QQQ I almost said spy QQQ is down like 23 point something percent or 24 point something percent and so I'm doing a lot better than QQQ and right now is just a little bit too volatile of news for me to stay in with the amount of confidence that I have right now. I am proud that I've traded stocks that I've loved um, this far, but the macro environment right now is a little bit too crazy. Um, namely because this inflation stuff, I can see impacting the market and starting our next leg down as a possibility. Will that happen? I have no clue. Like the, my selling on Friday could be a pretty bad decision. Like what if we have a dead cat bounce on Monday that sends the markets flying up and then it, doesn't, it turns out to not be a dead cat bounce and this was just a scare and people become bullish that we're fighting inflation and that, you know, if inflation is expected to go up, why would you not invest your money or some, some, some logic like that that makes my Friday selling to be a bad idea, right? Then there's also like my pride and joy, my favorite stock to trade, uh, Nvidia. That that nine percent down day, that's that was that was that was huge. Like that, I don't think I've ever seen that happen um, since like October 2018 vibes, where this kind of sort of thing happened. Where you know I didn't know I didn't understand the market as much as I do now and back in 2018. But when that flash crash happened, um, when you know Powell also talked about you know raising rates, um, that was, I remember that being super scary. Um, and uh, yeah, I just didn't feel comfortable holding on to my AMD position, um, primarily because I had worked on it so much um, getting it back to like a manageable level 
like I'm just gonna quickly kind of go through my screenshots here. I have screenshots in Discord where like I um, I show how much I've made on each like ticker. Like I literally take screenshots of like this, this summary that Tastyworks gives me. I'm gonna see like like at one point like this is is this the worst? Yeah, at one point I was down. 15.2k on my AMD position, right? That I, I that's all I mean that's a lot to me for a stock that I really really like. And yeah, that looks like that looks like about the worst that it was at at least when it was documented. So yeah, I worked a 15.2k loss down to a 2k loss and then um or I, I worked it down to break even, basically. And then that Friday sent me down to 2K of a loss on it. And so I made the judgment call decision, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good here. If we start mooning from here, that's okay. I will re-enter back in slowly. I still have yet to come up with my game plan. I'm going to create a write-up for my patrons. Um, it's been a while since I've done one, so this is, like, kind of perfect timing you know, like a reset, a game plan decision with the macro environment and then talks, talking about like my semiconductor industry um, because it's been a while since I've traded other sort of tickers. I traded Costco a little bit here, exited green for that. Stocks I have ended green on for this year include um, NVIDIA, Intel, and Costco. My red stocks are AMD and PayPal. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a new environment for me. When I was trading during volatile times like this back in 2018, I was buying calls and buying some stocks. I was doing really risky stuff. Um, I'm trying to bet my very best, my very, very best to not get too bearish here and then buy puts. Because I think going cash and then buying puts is is too much of like a, it's too risky for me. I don't like the fact that if the market went up, everyone that stayed in is basically beats me. Like that that's bad for my own mentality. I don't know how other people kind of justify it. But uh I like to benefit from the decisions that I do make. Whereas like if I just stayed in, I can I could have just bought puts to help hedge. But I'm gonna be thinking about like, okay, just went all cash. What can I do to best set me up for success? That might look like looking at certain price points, coming up with price points for each individual stock um, that I want to get back in on, you know, coming up with the list of the stocks that I do want to get going in on. Um, you know, do I want to maybe a shift into selling call credit spreads? Maybe that's like the perfect balance of me uh, having like a slightly higher win percentage than, you know, buying puts. Volatility right now is going up too. So, but being on the uh, long side of um, options is kind of kind of dangerous, right? Let me see VIX stock. Yeah, VIX went up twenty, almost twenty percent on Friday. That is huge, and it's definitely trending upwards. Um, so just be careful. Um, just because, uh, also, yeah, if just because I sold out uh, and went all cash does not mean you have to. Uh, you know, I would strongly recommend against it, uh, or at least recommend against like following anyone else, because you know it's very, it's gonna be, 
it's going to be very obvious if my Friday decision was bad. And the, the chances are, with all the amounts of logic that I could put in, it would have been probably better to just stay in. But it for my own mental, like I just don't think I would have been able to handle my AMD position going that red again and then having to sell cover calls and do that entire process again. Because that was... It was a really long, drawn-out process. So what I would rather have happen is AMD crawls back down to like seventy-five bucks, um, and like that's like a twenty percent drop from here. And then I start selling cash secure puts, um, and I start building on my position again. But that's betting that the market will go down or waiting for the market to go down, which I can do um, just as easily because I'll be distracting myself building. Um, new thetagame.com website features um, and whatnot. I've been focusing more and more of, you know, thinking of ways that I can stop using Google or any other website where, you know, for example, I the main reason um, why I built uh, the futures uh, feature for thetagame.com is because I like checking futures whenever, like, you know, the market's gonna open the next day, um, and I just wanna know like what the market's feeling. Like I like just looking at futures in that context. So I built it for thetagame.com. So now uh, I use my own creation to like kinda help me out. Um, and then it feels good because I'm also, that makes me also like a user um, of just that feature. And I've been thinking of more ways and more things that I, I currently want to integrate. Um, and a lot of it is like, oh, you know, a earnings calendar would be nice of companies that I think are worth playing earnings on if you need to play earnings, right? Like, uh, I like playing earnings on companies that have a large market cap. I don't really care for companies that aren't in the U.S. And, um, yeah, maybe like a curated, like, companies that are most predictable for earnings or something like that. That'd be cool. That that would give me also like a better list to look at for whenever I do the podcast episode section on. Um, another thing I've been looking at enabling is like profile picks, um, but really trying to be careful with that for thetagame.com because I am a moderator team of one. So it's like, do I create some sort of automated feature for that? Um, it's It's tricky. But right now, I'm all cash. I'm super excited. I've been working on thetagame.com for like a week straight, which hasn't happened in a while. Like I've been looking at thetagame or like uh, like uh, iterating on thetagame like every like three, three or four days. I'd say like sometimes I look at it um, twice a week. Sometimes I look at it three times a week. But um, it's... It's fun again, and I'm pretty sure it's because it's my way of escaping uh, the market. <laughs> but this time on Friday, I just uh, physically did it and sold my position. Um, so yeah, there will be a lot of features. The thetagame.com website section is going to definitely be the focal point for a lot of these next incoming uh, podcasts. And uh, I do hope that the market goes up, even though I sold my position. I do hope that the market goes up. I hope the market rips on Monday. That is fine with me as long as the sentiment starts shifting. But the sentiment right now doesn't feel good about the semiconductor industry in general. 
as well as the inflationary and economic pressures from the Fed. Um, for those that are still staying in, good luck. I hope you. Um, I hope you. I hope the best outcome for you, which is the market going up. And I will shortly be back in. I'm going to create a game plan um, and then post that in probably the Discord and Patreon. Um, but for those that are just listening here, I'll probably talk about just my re I'll for sure talk about my re entry for anything that I re enter on. Um, though I can't give you the entire game plan uh, because I feel like that would take probably too long. Anywho. I want to say thank you all for listening. Um, this Friday uh, that we just had sucked. Hopefully we don't have too many of those going forward. Um, and uh, if the stock market ever gets too stressful, I mean, this is a friendly reminder that you you don't need to trade. Um, it, trading is optional. Trading is not uh, the definite way to uh, achieve your dreams, aspirations, and goals. Trading doesn't make you a better or cooler person. Uh, it's just a fun hobby that can enable you to you know, make a little bit more than you would um, if you just did nothing. There are a lot of decisions in the stock market that you can do that can make you lose money make you lose more more money than if you had just let it sit there in an ally savings account. But uh, it's up to you to make sure that you do those decisions the least amount of times as possible. I say, you know, when you first start trading, like you do some really, really dumb things that you don't know that are really, really dumb. And I mean, that's okay. Um, if you've gotten got in like the last like month or two um, or maybe like this year and you're still somehow listening you know when I used to get got I would just like stop everything market related but uh, if you did get got earlier this year um, or ever and you're just listening to maybe this podcast for fun know that you can also just hop back in slowly um, you know being getting comfortable though right now it's just not a great macro environment to invest in, but if your time horizon is really long, then maybe that's okay too. Like I'm trying to justify both sides, right? There's like, there are the people that swear off a of trading after getting got once. There are those people right now that are just really red, but still invested. So I'm like giving you like some copium there. Like, you know, there there is a chance we can start rebounding. Um, there are people that took a huge loss um, and then realize those losses, maybe those options expired or maybe they sold out of the position and now they're just sitting on a re really big red number. Um, it's just coming back and formulating a plan for yourself and trying to understand like what went wrong. Um, a lot of it can be just attributed to um, risk management. Like if you're betting half of your portfolio on one play, that's definitely not risk management right like it especially if you're doing your entire portfolio in one play um i'd say even like a tenth of your portfolio in one play is kind of crazy too but to be super frank i do i also do that um that's why i'm also i don't know i feel like i'm like a i'm like right in the middle when it comes to like volatile versus boring strategies I've gravitated more to like buying shares 
uh, this year, which I think honestly uh, did better for me than if I had sold cash secured puts because I ended up getting into like my large amount of share positions slower. So I had a better break even um, at the end of uh, my allotted shares. Uh, though, if I never bought shares in the first place, I'd probably be better off. But all in all, huffing this copium, it's okay because I'm down only 8.6% and the market is down 24 point something percent, uh, or at least QQQ is. And uh, as long as I keep huffing this copium, uh, I can just keep saying that I did better than the market. Though, what keeps me like excited, right, is, is just that. I think a lot of my trading strategy uh, when it comes to picking strikes, and I kind of talked about this with slow motion in the Discord earlier, but um, like say for example, I man, and I haven't done this in a while. Like say for example, Apple is trading at like one twelve. Like this is just a very fictional example. Um, Apple is trading at one twelve, and I like the one oh five strike price. Like I I'm down to pick up Apple at one oh five. Uh, it's trading at 112 right now, and I'm thinking about selling the put. If I want to sell the 105, I will typically like just hope it goes down to 105, and then I'll sell the cash secured put at the money at 105. Because in my head, everyone that stayed invested from 112 to 105 has lost money. Right, all the new money that I invested during that time has lost money, and here I am coming in out of nowhere after everyone quote everyone has lost in that time frame in that price range. I'm now finally selling the 105. Where if I break e or it where if I get assigned, I have a lower break even than everybody else because I get that with premium included. So that's just that's just it. And right now because I'm doing better than people that have just been slamming their money into QQQ. I'm doing better than people that slam their money into ARK. I'm doing better than a lot of people. And this just comes to like full circle, just being grateful for you know, what I've learned and um, how far I've come when, I've, when I'm trading. Like I've, I feel like I haven't really done anything super risky or um, like anything out of the norm of, of my trading style for like the last like three years and something months. I don't know. It feels good. I feel like I'm I'm getting more mature as a trader as I'm starting to learn more about buying into stocks and having a game plan getting stocks and in, getting into stocks slowly. Like for those that have listened to me since like 2020 and like late 2019, you know that I was like very into selling spreads and selling cash secured puts and selling covered calls. Like this last like year and a half, I've been buying buying shares and then. You know, if I get assigned shares, I'm willing to buy more and do buy rights for covered calls. I'm evolving as a trader. My style is getting a little bit more boring, but that also comes with the fact that I think the macro environment is just getting a lot crazier. When I first started Thetagene.com, we were just at like the month's tips of just like the market just steadily melting up. Like that's what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, 
um, you know, the, there's that big Corona crash, and then wow, I'm thrown into a volatile environment again, and you know, betting on that that was the bottom was like a huge payoff for me, and now it's kind of kind of the same thing, except I'm just a little bit less confident in the market right now as where I was at the very bottom of COVID, which sounds different, but it was yeah. That's a great question. Why am I a little bit more unsettled than the bottom of COVID? I think there was just like a lot of like everything will be okay type of commodity that I was trying to like rally on. Right now, I still think everything's okay. These are just numbers that go up and down. Your money in your account is just a number that goes up and down, whatever. It's nice to have more of it. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, if it's stressing me out or if it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. I think, because I don't, I don't want to dig myself in a hole and say like, oh, I just think getting out and going cash right now is the best. And, you know, whoever stays in is, is, is a big dummy pants. Um, that, that, that's not me. Uh, I can't put into words why... I sold uh, Friday. Like, I'm trying to think of words that I can say that doesn't sound too dumb. Uh, I sold on Friday because it was just, it was just triggered me knowing that, like, I, I brought my, basically it was AMD. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not going crazy. It's just AMD. I took a 15.2k loss, broke even on it, and then we're starting to head back down and I exited with 2k loss. If it went back down to like 15k or 20k, I would be so upset. I'd be like, yeah dummy, why didn't you just like close the position and wait? Uh, the environment's too crazy. Um, but I feel like I'm just talking in circles now. I do hope the market goes up. If the market starts going back up on the most insane rally starting on Monday, that's fine. Rather have everybody in the world win and inflation go down. Like that seems like the best game plan for me because if I'm just gonna trade for my entire life, this little blip in time, the these next few like days or weeks aren't going to mean anything. As long as I don't blow up, as long as I don't do anything. Um, too crazy, I, I'll be okay. This is just my version of not so crazy, um, at least in my perspective right now and selling everything on Friday. But we'll see if it pays off. I'll give updates on the podcast every now and then of just like um, positions that I might enter or things that I might be thinking on. But uh, yeah, I do hope that everyone ends up being okay. I'll go and see everybody next week on the Tuesday live stream where I'll be showing off my, it's, there, there's a heavy chance I don't have any positions on Tuesday, but I'll, I'll go and show that off that I have no positions if, if that's true. Otherwise, you'll see my positions. Uh, that's 7.30 p.m. Pacific time uh, at twitch.tv slash gang, or I'll see everybody on the podcast next week. I want to give a shout out to Arfman, Avrilian, BSJ Kim, Can't Make Money, IRL, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cans, Fancy Wolf, Froggy Fresh Trades, Grand Pound 85, JD31, JZN, Kaput, Lazy Reservist, Leo Jetson, Lord Skeletor, My Extra XC, 
Mallman, ET56, McFly, Mmmm, Mano Dum Dum, M Hayden, Mike D, Mitch Brady 7, Mods, Mr. Integrity, Mr. Sneezy, Naw, Pasha Bedtime, Pocket Change, Rooster, Rustier, Seneca, Rich Shifty, uh, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Symmetrics, The Gesture, Theta Ray, Upstream Puddle, Vlad TC, and Ensis 88. Nice. Nothing much to uh, say here at the 1% section. Just appreciate you all for listening. Um, don't let me selling on Friday spook you. There's definitely, uh, like, the chances of us going up on Monday is just 50-50. Is it going to be a dead cat bounce? If it is green or if we head lower, like, how much lower are we going to go? No one knows what they're doing. I just know that I'm protecting my own mental because, again, I cannot afford AMD to go back down again uh, after crawling back that loss. So we'll see. I'm excited. Um, I think I'm more, uh, you know, excited to just look at what the market does now because I have like a bird's eye view with all my capital just kind of like ready for any of these opportunities that come up. Um, but yeah, more on that in the next coming episodes. Appreciate you all. Love you all. And bye-bye.